0: Y'all get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to our weekend edition News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. My name is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, Black Media Specialist, all-around good guy. I got my partner, Dave.
1: Hey, guys. How's everything? I'm Dave Coker. Um, with Dave Mark Inc. Um, event planner, promoter, and all-around gooder guy, than land. Oh, really? <laughs>
0: we we are doing that this Friday.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> we, we we equal. We equal. We equal. Okay. okay.
0: So, uh, ba- basically, we the goodest.
1: Yeah. There you go. Okay. We have, got it. Or, or, or our English teachers would say we the best.
0: Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely take that too. Um, how's your friday going dave
1: uh it's going all right so far i'm looking forward to the weekend they're talking about more snow though i know i heard yeah yeah crazy it's crazy we you know but i'm getting tired of the snow on the weekend we needed the snow like Uh, monday Monday
0: through thursday
1: or sunday into monday
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep definitely yeah well well, i'll tell you it's funny because uh I know they're expecting snow for a lot of people down south too, Alabama, Atlanta, you know those areas. So um, basically, this weather is saying anybody can get it.
1: Global warming is real, y'all. Y'all can say what y'all want. Global warming is real because we're getting snow in all these places that you would have never thought we'd be getting snow in. Right, you know, right. so it's crazy. It's crazy. So, but yep. anyway, to so uh, what are we talking, a guy.
0: Yeah, so you know, um, just thinking about different subjects. So of course, Martin Luther King Day was this past Monday. Um, I'm sure we have a lot of comments regarding that, and you know what people did and how people remembered. But you know, one thing I was kind of thinking about for us to kind of talk about today was, um, you know, when we think of Martin Luther King, we think of a legacy that that he left and. And, you know, a lot of it don't even realize that, you know, he died at a young age. So I saw um, his birthday was a couple of days before um, the holiday Martin Luther King Day. And they said this year he would have turned 93. So, you know, he was definitely alive and maybe not my lifetime, but some of our lifetimes. But, you know, today, you know, I think we could just kind of discuss, you know, what his legacy meant to us. Um, and, you know, kind of how we see that moving forward. Um, you know, on our last show, we were kind of talking about Maya Angelo, and we are just talking um, being on the quarter and we were kind of talking about remembering some of these legacies and how do we keep these legacies going and do spirit, I'm sorry, to, um, to conduct ourselves in the spirit of some of these great people who have passed, you know, before us.
1: Well, what's pretty unique here is because um, we kind of come from, you know, slightly different eras. You know, I'm a child of the '60s. Um, I was born in 1960, and so damn. Um, uh, no, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, so, I had to
0: get you I, like I, Kevin Hart and a uh, Don Cheadle. <laughs> uh, he got him. <laughs> Yes, I was born in
1: 1960. Okay. So, you know, matter of fact, I, I am very proud to say next month I'll be 62 years old. So I came up doing that. That was coming up as a child during the craziest time of the civil rights movement. Um, you know, during that time we lost Kennedy and both Kennedys, John F. and Robert F. And, Malcolm and we lost Martin Luther King, some of the most influential influential people during that particular time um, when it came to the civil rights movement and so forth and so forth. So when you look at a person, when you when you look at the time that I came up, the 60s and the 70s, and looking at the gradual changes that went on during that particular time, from not being able to do certain things to being able to do some things to being able to do more, more things, you know, it was just, I, I guess I could say that I came up doing a perfect time as far as the transition periods were going. Um, then you being the age that you came up, you came up doing a slightly different time because of course, quite, th- quite naturally, there were a lot more things available and a lot more things that were openly, that you were openly able to do. And so you had a different experience, you know, um, during your time coming up than I had coming up. You know, um, I went to all black schools during my time, um, you know, um, during that particular time from elementary school all a lot up to high school. Um, but then they my senior year of high school is when they said, okay, enough of segregated schools, we're going to now put you in a busing situation and integrate all the schools. So now that was something that was sort of one of the things that was part of the King uh, dream and legacy um, was being able to, to go to school with, little black boys and white girls and black uh, white kids uh, um, white um, boys and so forth you know to have that happen. you know that was something that w- was one of his things. so and fortunately enough I was I came up during a period of time that I saw the transition go from one end from being segregated to the seg- the desegregation of the schools. you know so what's your thoughts on on what I just said?
0: Yeah, you know, I I definitely agree. You know, I think um, for myself coming up and I guess um, I turned 45 this year just to give anybody the time frame. But, you know, we were coming up in the memory of Dr. King. So, of course, um, I believe he was assassinated in 68 or 69. Um, um, I was born in 76. So, you know, a lot of what we and and so one thing I will say
1: (laughs) let me stop you and and uh, and i I don't mean to be rude there but when you you said you were born in 76 do you remember when you first heard of martin luther king i
0: i do not but what what i will say is um even though i went to a predominantly white middle school Mm -hmm. we had a lot of black history there i mean like and um you know, I, my, my, I guess my social studies, my history teacher at the time was, was a white man, but compared to what I hear now about what they're being taught in school regarding black history. I mean, we, we were taught a lot. We saw, um, and, and I can't remember if this was a combination of classes or or one class. Um, we watched the, the series roots. I think we watched the whole first season mm-hmm. um, that, in, in middle school, that was definitely eye-opening. And if I can give some, some perspective, uh, my kids are, uh, or my wife and I, our kids are right now like nine, 10, actually they're 10, 11, 12, and 13. We sat them down to watch Roots probably right around the end of the summer. They were terrified. They were crying. They were distraught. They were really? like- hi- Yes, they were hiding their heads and you know I, I definitely understand but you know that came to tell me that they don't get the same introduction to black history that we got because we were watching this in school was it tough to watch yes did it make you feel a certain way yes was it disturbing on many levels yes but i also appreciated it because it was real you know they they didn't try to whoever that teacher was god bless his soul but you know he didn't try to Apparently he didn't sugarcoat. Like we learned about that. We learned about the Ku Klux Klan. We learned about, you know, the, um, the hangings and, you know, just all the injustices. And, you know, I I feel like that gave me a good perspective going into high school and going to college. But, um, I just want to recap by saying I brought it up because I don't feel like they're getting the real, even the real of what they could be giving them in school these days.
1: Wow, you said a lot. Um, and yes, well, well, my next question to you with what everything you just said about, mm-hmm. especially watching your kids watching Roots and whatever, what have they said they have been taught in school about Black history, if anything?
0: Yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, so um, just in full disclosure, uh, Up until sixth grade, my kids went to a a dual language school. It was like uh, English and uh, Spanish. And to be honest, what they taught there was just cookie cutter stuff. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, um, Thurgood Marshall. So basically, I'll say they really weren't taught anything. Um, Upon moving to high school, um, I'm sorry, middle school, a little bit more. What they taught is a little bit deeper, but I can honestly say by them not knowing about the movie Roots and watching it and being like, and, and I, you know, I agree. Some of Roots was pretty graphic and, you know, even watching it as an adult, I don't cringe, but it makes you feel a certain way. And, you know, I'm glad that my wife and I were there to kind of explain stuff as it was happening, because, you know, I I feel like, you know, watching some stuff like that, you need an explanation. You know, you need someone to kind of clarify. But long story short, you know, and I think we talked about it before, but Black history now, like we're finding out, like we're learning stuff every day about Black history. And I still feel that the stuff they're being taught in schools is just the cookie cutter stuff. Um, yeah. And you know, I think unless you have a black teacher and maybe a black, black teacher, you know, you you know, I mean, are they gonna give you the real or are they just gonna satisfy the curriculum
1: requirements? Well, I'm sure that there are still some restraints that they have to have in teaching. If they, if you had a real, real black teacher and they were teaching what they really should be teaching, I'm sure that there's still some restraints being put on them to not say everything. Yeah, if you know I'm what I'm mean. sure. Yeah, so, but I, I I wanna go back to the, the children watching Roots. Um, I had a similar experience Um coming up you know you talked about you watched roots in middle school right is that when you said you saw it i did there was a movie my first experience ever seeing the prejudice side of things and i guess you could say it was our roots at that time was uh miss cicely tyson was in a movie called sounder Okay. Sounder is another one of those movies that's in the deep south, and it's about, uh, of course, a lot of racism and so forth. But it was a movie that none of us wanted, to, they took the whole seventh grade. I've even posted something about this recently on Facebook, talking about Cecily Tyson, Cecily Tyson, and, um, and um, Sidney Portier, you know, as far as, you know, both of them passing away. And I mentioned in this movie, how it changed my life. Um, going to see this movie. I was in seventh grade middle school, just like you. And they took a bunch of seventh graders to go see this movie at the movie. And we're all trying to figure out, we're thinking we're going to see something really good, you know, whatever. And we sit there and we're watching this movie, Sounder. Man, people were crying. It, it was, it was just, it was, and it was like eye opening seeing how Black people were being treated and so forth. And it was just a movie that was just definitely one that just stayed with you, you know, and it was and and it had it had a decent ending. It wasn't a sad ending, but it was still Mm -hmm. the fact that everything that led up to that. And so. As a child, you know, I remember going home and telling my mom about this movie and, you know, and I was just like, they were so wrong, how they treated them and, you know, and having uh, conversations you know because if something hits the right way and if a teacher is teaching what they're supposed to be teaching there should be conversations
0: yeah definitely uh, definitely. Uh, definitely a lot of questions
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely and you know and even after that movie were you guys asked questions when you asked the roots
0: so i mean i'm i'm sure we did because there was so much going on like you know and you know some stuff we understood i'm sorry some stuff the black kids in the class understood. Some of the white kids couldn't understand about how some of their ancestors were treating, you know, uh, African slaves. So, you know, I, I think there was a, some difference in conversation as far as perspective. You know, I think just being a black child, you're thinking, "Wow, this is how my people were treated." You know, this is what we had to endure. Um, some of the the white you know, the white kids who may have been a little more conscious at the time were probably were probably saying they couldn't imagine that their ancestors were treating people that way, I, I would imagine. So I'm I'm sure that's probably where a lot of the conversation was. And, um, you know, just, you know, we always talk about all the industries that were built off the blacks, of, the backs of black people. And, you know, I think that's when we think about slavery and we think about all these, uh families that got rich, the Rockefellers, the Waltons, you know, um, you know, a lot of them did it off the backs of, you know, slaves and African Americans.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, um when you look at our place in history, you know, it's just recently that we're starting to really see our place in history, you know, and uh, a lot of it has come over and that that tells you about how what Martin Luther King did and his his um I want to say his foreknowledge as far as what he saw coming um because when we started having the issues with the race riots over the last few years that we've been having but you know starting with the the um you know, with all the people dying at the hands of the police, and especially Mr. Floyd, um, you know what happened with him because that was the backbreaker too.
0: Yeah, because
1: prior to him, but that was the backbreaker because it happened and they had clear footage of it happening right,
0: li- li- live on TV.
1: Live on <laughs> it was you know, live at eleven. You know, yeah. you know, so it was there. You know, it was just no way to get around what happened. And you know, of course the people reacted the way they did. There were a lot of looting and a lot of rioting. Excuse me. We had people up on bridges and highways stopping traffic. I mean, just like back in the 60s and so yeah. forth. So it really and, started-
0: and just like the 62, at that time we had a lot of police who were um
1: Oh yeah.
0: I mean, you know, like some of the stuff we saw, they, like a they, lot of police that were using passed passed excessive the force the, in order to contain them as well.
1: Right. They had the shields. They they had they had the army tank. They had the the tanks out there.
0: Uh, The tear gas, all that.
1: I remember the
0: the only thing they didn't have were the hoses.
1: Right. Right. Because I remember, um, I don't know, you saw the video that Ivan um, did when they were riding downtown. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It set things on fire and all that stuff, you know, just sitting there watching it. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is taking us back to where we were before. But unfortunately and fortunately at the same time, it did make some changes happen. Mm -hmm. You know, people started listening, you know, they started getting people's attention. The Juneteenth thing happened after that, you know, where we're finally being, that's finally being recognized as far as being a national holiday, uh, federal holiday, I should say, and um soon to be a national holiday. And, and then we started seeing these statues disappear and these buildings' names being changed. And, and because of what we thought we knew, we really didn't know the whole story. And the story started being checked out. And we started seeing that these people that we were lauding, giving <laughs> that holidays to Columbus Day and all of this stuff, wasn't really who we thought they were. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: I, I definitely agree. Um, I always like to bring up Columbus Day because I was born on Columbus Day, October 12th. And <laughs> when I was in, at least when I was in elementary school and middle school, Columbus Day was a day off from school. And then slowly mm-hmm. it, it started changing from being a day off to being recognized, to being questioned and kind of like we said, now it's uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. October twelfth is Indigenous yeah. Peoples Day. Yeah. So um, you know, I definitely agree with the transitions and you know the increase. And you you are right. You know, I think uh, <clears throat> you know I, I think it's I think it was a, a generation thing too. So people who were alive during Martin Luther King and uh, when he was assassinated during that time frame, you know, that resonated with them. Um, And, you know, I don't want to compare George Floyd to Martin Luther King, but, you know, that's almost like our 2020, uh, well, actually 2020 awakening. You know, I think that was a point where people were like, man, what's going on? This has got to stop. We got to do something. Um, I saw that Roland Martin put out a uh, he put out a tweet and and I kind of chuckled when I saw it. He said. He said, "If you are if you are a corporation and you're putting out quotes and images of Martin Luther King on your social media pages, and you don't have any initiatives to um, support Black businesses, uh, patronize Black owned media, have any uh, uh, people of color on your board or senior management, then we're gonna drag your ass like all up and down, blah blah blah." But you right. know i I do agree because you know I think I think you know for corporations now it's trendy to you know put out the Martin Luther King quotes you know um you know um to use his likeness uh, and a lot of these businesses that definitely don't support you know if uh let's just I'll just call out bargain world because we talked about bargain world but um <laughs> You know, for those companies like Bargain World, if they had a Martin Luther King weekend special on hair and, you know, because, you know, a lot of these beauty salons are not owned by African-Americans. But, oh yeah, just, definitely not. J- you know, j- just the amount of people who are also putting out sales promos for Martin Luther King Day weekend and have never supported the cause.
1: Yeah, that that's true. And the. the They're just um, opportunists. I can't even get the word out. Yeah,
0: opportunists.
1: Yeah, opportunists um, that are out there just trying to take advantage of of his name and what he stood for, and know that if people see that, that they will be out there trying to support those businesses because of who he was. You know, and it's a shame because you know, as far as we've come, we still have a lot more to go, we you know, so. um, you know, we're in a good place right now because you can walk into any place you want to, not because you're white, not because you're black, just because you're a person, you know, you can do that, but there's still some places that don't want you there. If you know what I'm saying, you know, you can walk in there, but you might be, at <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: Or or, or like you said, you can walk in there. They're going to follow you around the store. You know, they
1: got your eyes on you. Or they're going to make sure they follow you out the store. (laughs) So, uh, so, so
0: so Dave, let me ask you a question. Since you've kind of have gotten the opportunity, maybe even the privilege. Well, well, maybe not the privilege. You've had the opportunity to kind of view. Um both incidents of uh, Martin Luther King being assassinated, you know, the George Floyd killing, mm-hmm. would you kind of compare them uh, as far as the um, the nation and maybe the world's reaction to the incident?
1: You can compare those situations by the way the people reacted, yes, because people were upset. They were mad, and they reacted out of anger and frustration. Um, they were tired of being treated as second ke- second class citizens. And what was it, it, and you can compare it in another way as well, because even with Martin Luther King and everything that he was doing back then, and all the marches and so forth, what did you always see? When- you didn't want to necessarily see it, but they were there. There was always white people there with them as well. And yeah. even in what's happened over the last few years with some of the things that have happened with the riots and and people um, looting and all that stuff, there were white people there, too. <laughs> you yeah, know, there were.
0: You know, and, and, and also in their defense, there are a lot of people who were protesting. In, uh, in support of George Floyd, Black oh, yeah. Lives Matter, and the organization as it well. It wasn't
1: all just about looting or anything like that. A lot of people were just upset. Uh, they were just upset, period. I mean, you know, our history our history is full of, of, of race riots all over the country. You know, we got L.A., we got Detroit. We got, we had, they, look, I was an eight-year-old kid um, when the National Guards locked down Wilmington, Delaware because of what happened with Martin Luther King. Um, when Martin Luther King was assassinated, people lost their minds. I'm telling you, they lost their minds. and people were ready to, to, to punch or shoot or any white person they saw at the time. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy. And I just remember there was a six o'clock curfew. You could wow. not be outside on the streets. After the six o'clock at
0: night. And, and what would happen if you are out past six o'clock? Did you, you go to jail? Arrested.
1: You got arrested, yes. You got arrested. The National Guards, the MP police for the National Guard were riding on the streets with guns in hand. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, and I lived in Riverside at the time. And, yeah, I remember seeing them riding up and down the street on Governor Prince and riding back in our neighborhood and so forth and so forth because people were losing their mind at that particular time. You know, um, um you know, when you look at um well there's there's a couple of movies that you know um, were very popular where they talk about where you see that Martin Luther King was killed and they said they just shot Dr. King and everybody just lose their mind because he was he was the hope. He was he was yeah. the guy that everybody just knew had the ear, because keep in mind, he was the one guy that the white people would listen to because he was considered harmless. Like, you couldn't get Malcolm to talk to them people. They didn't want no parts of Malcolm. Matter of fact, to this day, they said it was the CIA that took him out You know, to this day. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want no parts of him. But, you know, they monitored everything that Martin did. You know, But they couldn't find that he had an ulterior motive to other than trying to do what he his people needed him to do, you know, and not just his people, because he was doing it for the world. You know, he wanted everybody to be equal. Okay, he he wasn't trying to set us up to be the lead race. He just wanted us to have to be inclusive, right? That's what it was. And even to this day, you know, the worst thing that could have happened, but also the best thing that could have happened was, uh, was when, when uh, 45 was in office. Okay, I ain't going to say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, because he showed the ignorance all the way around. Anything, You know, when January 6th last year happened, that was the coup de gras of his whole, uh-huh. you know. And you know they just they just um, well they just convicted like twelve of those guys, you know. So you know it's 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 crazy. That whole thing was a mess, you know. And when you can, who would have <laughs> Every time I every time I talk about it, I just my blood just boils about that whole thing.
0: Who would have January sixth, right?
1: Yeah, who would, ever, who would ever think that something like that could happen in Washington,
0: D.C.? We're at the nation's capital. At
1: the nation's capital.
0: Yeah. I mean, right. well, and it's funny, when like we, every we time.
1: Get we touch the fence.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time I see those people climbing up the walls, and, you know, even yeah. climbing walls, a couple of them fell off, fell back down, yeah. and got up. In, and I'm just like, okay, if this had been any other ethnicity, the cops would have had their rifles the out. They would have been shooting them. We would have got, the yeah, got to the wall. Yeah, I mean, we would have got to
1: that wall. You know, fact. Look, we would have been shot dead prior to getting to that wall. Come on, think about it. Them people watching—I'm sure those people were looking out the window, saying, "Oh, they're climbing the walls." Nobody did anything.
0: No, they didn't. And you know, in fact they really did not do anything because they had a free reign. I mean, it was almost like they got a hall pass. I mean, the video cameras are going, but, you know, I was just shocked that they basically did whatever they wanted at the Capitol.
1: That's what they did. (laughs) I mean, I mean, the video, the video said it all. I mean, the video said it all. Even when they're going through the halls and they're breaking the glasses, the glass in the building, they're knocking people over.
0: They're, the they're chasing people.
1: The Capitol Police, this was overmatched. I mean, and you're thinking to yourself, why didn't they have more people in place that day? Right. Yeah, because they
0: they knew they were coming. Like It wasn't it wasn't a surprise. And I think you know, they were there the night before, too.
1: You know why, don't you? Because it was a bunch of white people. <laughs> Come on, let's keep it real.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm not <laughs> debating. You know, you know, if it was a bunch of us showing up there on that day to protest, you know how many different agencies would have been there? Right. Okay, so no way that would have happened if it was all us. Okay, but that was the foolishness of the leader of that whole thing that said it was okay to do that. I was just watching some so, a rally that he did the other day. All these people there still supporting him. And and and, and he's still talking the craziest and he's still talking about the election. Yeah, How yeah. long are you going to talk about the election?
0: Uh un- until he went again.
1: And and you know that's possible, right? You know it's possible. Yeah, and no, I
0: mean, win. I I don't doubt it uh, with the approval or disapproval of the current administration. Yeah. I mean, I I can definitely see some changes and that's probably prime time for him to kind of stick his head up and try to, you know, get back in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and speaking, speaking of that, and I know we got to wrap soon, but speaking of that, we left out, we, we didn't talk about one change that, that came from the Martin Luther King what I, I I used to call it in the past, I used to call it the Martin Luther King experience, that's what I used to call it, you know, but we had something to come out of it that we we haven't mentioned yet. We had our first black family in the White House. We never in our lifetime thought that would happen. <laughs> OK. And even though, you know, it was always questioned about how black Obama. Oh, no, let me give him his respect. President Obama was. We knew he had a black first lady. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we did.
1: <laughs> Definitely black had black. A first, you know, and, and so, you know, but they were the first family of color to be, you know, in the White House. And they were there for eight years. It wasn't yeah. a short stay. They were there for eight years, and I'm sure if they, if either one of them wanted to run again, they would, they would give it a hard run. You oh, know, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Of course, you well, know they, Michelle they are. Probably, they are
0: talking about Michelle 2024, but she I, probably don't want to do it. Though
1: so. hell don't want no parts of that.
0: Nah, <laughs> you she, know, I'm to say she the, wants to enjoy I, her life right now.
1: Did you watch the interview she did on BET? The uh, I, I did not. It was very good. It was a very good interview, and, and you know, so. And, and that was another thing, because we had two intelligent people in the White House. This was no, this was no, we're going to put somebody in there just to make them happy thing. They came in, they then they went to work. Both of them went to work. So that's another benefactor of King's dream. So, but, you know, this kind of conversation has to continue. We got to make sure we continue to talk to our kids. And, and to make sure our kids stay alert and stay woke about things. So I really enjoyed this topic today. I hope you guys did. You guys have been listening to Dave and Len, uh, news and trends with Dave and Len. And, um, you know, if you have any feedback, just make sure you get back to us about that, okay? And Len?
0: Yep, so, uh, you know, hope everyone, Black History Month's coming up. Um, You know, I hope that you are able to get the knowledge you need. Make sure you check back for our show because all Black History Month, we're going to be we're going to be giving a lot of interesting facts that you don't hear every day. Make sure you follow us on all podcast networks, YouTube, Facebook, Podbean. We'll be coming everywhere. If not everywhere now, we're coming everywhere soon. And make sure you uh, check us out. And other than that, Dave, hope you have a good weekend.
1: And we are. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, sir, and um, let us know. Let us know, but let's do it on Sunday night instead of Saturday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, until next time, everybody.
1: Good night. Tune in
0: next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn.